Hello and welcome to And Now for Something Completely Machinima, the podcast about machinima, virtual production, and other related technologies. My name is Phil Rice. I'm here with my co-hosts, Ricky Grove, Tracy Harwood, and Damian Valentine, back from a uh, high-speed trace from the paparazzi. (laughs) Um, If you don't get that, uh, uh, check out some of our, uh, probably, we'll probably put something on our blog or social media about that, but uh, yeah, Damian. Matt Idol. Some newfound fame, and uh, uh, his he's connecting to us from a undisclosed location. Yep. <laughs> but he's managed to find the time uh, while on the run to make a uh, machinima pick for this week's episode, and this one is made in. Okay, so last episode we had a machinima from uh, Elden Ring, which, as uh, a couple of us pointed out, we haven't seen much from that. And Cyberpunk 2077 is another I would put in that category. At least I personally have not seen a whole lot of what we would call machinima uh, from that. And Damien's found one. It's a music video called Don't Fall Down. So Damien, why don't you introduce it for us? Well, um, I played the game a lot uh, when it was released. Despite all the glitches, I really enjoyed it. And then recently there was an uh, announcement that there's going to be this new expansion pack. And it got me thinking about the game again. I started thinking, I wonder if anyone's made anything with it. And so I started looking, and this is one of the films I came across. There was a couple of others, but this is the one I like most. And it's a music video, as you said. And it's done in a way that makes you think there must be some mod tools out there um, that you know let people control the camera and film it in a way that you, you don't normally do. Um, and I really enjoyed this. I like the the music video. I think it kind of it fits the world really well that the, the game is set in, and it kind of shows off different parts of the city. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and of course, Night City is it's a wide variety of different locations in it. So obviously, it's one city, and you've got the desert outside. But I thought this video did a lot. showed showed off the game really well, and I thought this is gonna be my pick because. As you said, we haven't seen anything with Cyberpunk so far, and I hope people are starting to figure out how to make more, because it's, there's a lot in the game that people can use, and I want to see that. So what do you guys think? Well, uh, interestingly, you talked about the mod. Uh, it's the same mod that uh, was used for the Elden Ring pick that I made. It's the Otis INF mod. Uh, we'll have we'll sure to have a link in the notes for this. Uh, I should probably do a blog about this guy because he's really interesting and he he's really good. The tool is excellent. You can, as I mentioned in the last episode, you can record a section, recam it, um, just like Phil did back in the day when you had uh, duels between people. You record it and then you go in the 3D world and put the camera there. You can do slow-mo, you can create camera moves, move in and out, all kinds of interesting things with it. So it's a great mod. And the uh, uh, creator of this film, um, who was the person who made the film, Damien? Uh, his name here, just a second. Uh, I hope I'm going to pronounce this right. Uh, Pat F. Nask. Sure, that's right. <laughs> so Thanks, if you're Pat, watching this... That- yeah, if you're watching this I and I've butchered your name, I do apologize. <laughs> okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, the uh, 
the person learned the the mod because it does take a little bit of learning curve to to learn it, and they did a fantastic job of moving in. I like the fact that the 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 it's not really a story again. It's a it's a kind of mood that enhances the music. The music is the primary thing, and the music it matches the visuals of the game perfectly. But it spends a lot of time moving in amongst the crowd, the AI manufactured crowd and you get this feeling of almost like street photography or or street filming and and all of the characters it shows you the detail that the creators of the game uh the effort they put into creating detailed street level characters because there are all kinds of people in various mental states you know and because it's a futuristic sci-fi you get this almost blade runner kind of quality to it you know and you get this mood some characters are pathetic some characters are arrogant some characters are scary and so you get a you get feelings all the way through the music video for the kinds of people they are and then it ends with a kind of car a wild sort of car i don't know how you describe it a wild not a chase but just a drive and so the whole organization of the film matches the music very carefully. So it, the the director obviously loved the music very much, and it was a kind of tribute and 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 pn to the the mood of the music, and it caught the game world really well. I liked it. I thought it was a really interesting and unique film. I've seen these kind of films before, done much less uh, uh, with much less craft. This one crafted it so that you had a series of feelings about you wanted to know more about the people that you saw. But I, I liked it. It was a great choice. Mm, I really enjoyed this as well. I, I mean, it's really interesting. And I agree with you, Ricky. I, you know, there's some. Well, I mean, this, this, I've got a few things I want to say about it, actually. Um, I think what's interesting about it is that it's this uh, kind of first person perspective. Of mm. some of someone going about their life in cyberpunk, and you kind of get the sense of people watching. And I think what intrigued me about that was it's trying to portray be something beyond what you actually see. Uh, and you see it through these really beautiful, stunningly detailed images of these characters and assets in the game. Um, but actually, what it felt like is that perhaps you were um you were the person following this this other person and really closely um because that you you've got this kind of first person perspective haven't you um but the the perspective is at different heights so sometimes you you know as you it feels like you're walking down the street you're looking the other characters almost at eye level and sometimes it feels like you're your naval level to them so you may be sitting down on a bench watching them go past uh, and other times you're sort of somewhere in between and I wondered if perhaps who you are in this film watching is a child just looking at the the the, the level of the you know what's what's focused on with the camera it could be something that you you might look at as a child the fact that you're staring at something kind of felt in that kind of way um, so it made me think then, uh, as it, as we were looking at all these different levels, maybe maybe what I'm what I'm 
viewing here isn't one person doing the viewing. Um, and, you know, maybe that's why we're looking at, at these characters through different patterns of behaviour and maybe different patterns of emotional attachment or engagement to the surroundings hmm. based on how they're feeling. I don't know. I kind of got that sort of sense of it. And you know what? It made me kind of think... Um, think a little bit more about this song this song don't you know um what was it called pray uh by helos helos uh and also the don't fall down uh um title of the of the film and and i i thought then maybe maybe what we've got here is something that resonates to that kind of crazy film that starred michael douglas called falling down a guy whose day gets progressively worse and in the end, he just kind of loses it against his whole in- environment for reasons which kind of reveal themselves as the story unfolds. But that you're never really quite sure what's what's gone on. And I I wondered if it kind of reflected reflected that in this kind of world. And actually, that's perhaps what resonates so much these days because there's all this sort of crazy stuff going on that nobody ever really understands. Um, but in this in this kind of video, I think we 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 kind of never know what the triggers are that push this person to this edge. What you know, why do they get in that car? Why are they on that bike weaving in and out of the traffic? Why are in they in that car that misses that turn and goes through that fence? You kind of never really know, and you never know what the outcome is. And I found that kind of really really intriguing and as i said res- resonating a little bit about that kind of film me too me too uh, and and then the then the, the song itself and the the lyrics pray don't fall down which are kind of emphasized in in this um in this video i actually had a look at the original um video the original music video um because i wanted to see what the the comparisons were and you know what that kind of emotional angst that you get a sense of in this film is absolutely in that original film uh in, wow. in that a music video as well but it's it's presented in a very different way it's, it's presented as this quite disturbing breakup between uh, a young couple but i actually think this is a better video for that music than what the original was oh, um, wow. which you know uh, yeah, I I just was very intrigued by the whole thing. So, so to me, it was really interesting for a whole number of reasons. Um, and some of those really go kind of well beyond the imagery that he created for it. So it's a really great pick, Damien. Um, really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot, too. I think my my analytical brain, the first thing that I was wowed by was what Ricky had pointed out, the the stunning variety of these npc characters uh, npcs uh and their behaviors not just the looks i mean yeah it's there's no duplication of of outfits that's quite a feat in it of itself it's an area that rockstar has excelled in have kind of led the way in i think it in various versions of uh, grand theft auto you see that get more and more diverse uh, as it goes. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with the next one, if this is any indication of where they're at with that. Um, but but also on the behavior level, as Ricky noticed, that, that there's actual different states of mind presented exactly in these NPCs. And I have to think 
that that's somehow I'm probably misusing the term here. I don't mean to try and sound smarter than I actually am here, but it seems like procedurally generated, if that makes sense, that that it's it's created on the fly from some almost like AI art is created by taking different pieces of di other different things and bringing them together. And it's like you have a, a list of here's the potential pieces of outfits and the different, you know, heights of characters and and possible skin tone and and then attitude and mannerisms and what kind of day they're having. I picture there's a database of that and whatever they've got is just randomly assembling these. That That's how that's the only way I could think of that you could get that kind of variety. You don't sit there and individually create that many different NPCs. Um, so it's that's that's where my analytical brain went but um we just finished binge watching the latest series of black mirror this week me and my wife uh which for those who haven't seen it it's it's essentially it's today's twilight zone a little bit harsher commentary on on the role of technology and and our use of it um and so all these images on the street and almost everyone there has some kind of device in front of their face. And I thought that's not that different from us. <laughs> you know, this is a futuristic game, huh. but that's kind of the way it now. is. It's now everybody, yeah. everybody's got their, their Apple crack pipe in front of their face all the time. Actually the last episode of the current sixth season of black mirror focuses in on that like a laser it's really really something anyway uh ricky mentioned that this movie is a feeling and yeah the first movie that i thought of related to this is the one that we reviewed last month from the young lady who made the uh the one with all the the cinematic footage of different women in different scenarios and stuff and we talked about that that was this evocative sense of feeling and that the, the there didn't have to be a narrative that was clear and precise there because it wasn't about that uh, more poetic in nature, I guess. And and this struck me in that way. But then I started thinking about in, in the movie I referred to uh, where it was the, the footage of all these women, there wasn't a precise narrative, but there was, there were narrative elements that were latched onto that feeling that really informed that feeling and gave a very specific feeling when you watched it. And this doesn't use that technique. So how is this filmmaker accomplishing that? Like I was starting to analyze myself watching it. How is he doing this? How is he or she, how, how are they making this film do this to me? Because I'm not really being told how to feel at all. It's not even really being suggested. It's completely open to interpretation. And yet this feeling is there. And I think what it comes down to is simply where the filmmaker, the camera person, if you will, in this video, where they chose to look, uh, that it simply comes down to that. Um, there's a, uh, uh, clinical psychologist. He's famous for other reasons, but he's also a very brilliant mind. Uh, Jordan Peterson has talked about that the most difficult challenge that uh, robotics faces today is replicating 
the action of seeing on the part of a robot, which doesn't initially seem to make any sense. Why would that be so hard? You just a camera, but no. Seeing for us is much more than just eyes. We choose what to focus on. We make decisions every microsecond of what to look at and where we focus. And, uh, you know, there's periphery and then there's what you're actually focused in on. And to to a great degree, cinematography is is creating a limited view for us to do that in. You know, it's it's removing a lot of the periphery and giving us something to focus on. Now, you still have choices to make within the frame of where to look, but camera does that. And I think that this film, whether it was deliberate or not, does that masterfully, that that what they've chosen to put on the frame, there's a consistent theme to that that maybe is hard to name and articulate, but it's there. And I think it's not just one thing either. I think that, you know, that... Tracy and Ricky and Damien and I could have all watched this film and maybe not felt exactly the same thing. But because it's hard to pin down and talk about, I don't know that we could ever really know Yeah, uh, that we're feeling the same thing, you know? Whereas with the the film from last month, um, okay, we didn't all feel the same thing, but like when I talked about how it made me feel, I feel like that all of you understood from having seen the film, you'd go, oh yeah, I see that. This is different. Um and I'm, I'm fascinated by that. So I don't know if there was a message to this film. Maybe this was just another uh, love letter to the game. Uh, maybe that's all this was. But for some reason, it just I kept having this nagging feeling that there's there's something more there. And I kind of liked the fact that it wasn't named, that it wasn't pinned down. Um, yeah, I, th- I, ag- I agree with you. I think it was more than a love letter because... Like in street photography, your choice of angle, as you point out, means everything. Yeah. And there were too many times where the camera lingered on certain characters in the film that made you think this person was being very empathetic. They wanted you to understand that something was going on with this character or series of characters in this strange environment. It reminded me of all things, and I I hope this... Again, it is, it's a strange little thing, but do you remember the paintings of this medieval painter, Bruegel, Bruegel the Elder? He would make these incredible paintings of peasants all involved in, say, a, a festival. And you'd have the drunken person, you'd have the funny person, you'd have the kids playing, you'd have the pies and the ladies putting out the pies and the crows going on. And the great thing about it was is he he allowed you to be able to see all of these people in their absurdity and, and, and greatness and pathos. And that's how, in a way, that's how I felt about watching this film. I felt these people were absurd and, and, and troubled and happy and stupid. And it, it just gave me a, and, and because of the way he chose, he chose to move the camera. And I'd love to see the director make a dramatic film because I think the skills are all there to to do that. But I just got this feeling of a combination of sadness and joy. Mm-hmm. Schadenfreude, I guess, is, would be the way to describe it. But yeah, it was just marvelous. And that's really hard to do, especially when you're photographing you know, randomly created crowds in a video game. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's very difficult. And yeah, I think that's what made me linger on it was just, wow, you know, how, how did they do this? It's, it's, it, it's a combination of something the filmmaker brought to this, but something that the game was giving him too, that uh, is extraordinary. And, and maybe I wouldn't have been as, as taken aback by that if I had, had spent a lot of time in the game and these weren't, none of these visuals were necessarily new to me at all, uh, but I haven't, I have, I've, I've, watched videos of the game but i've never bought it i've never played it yet so uh it it's it's yeah it's extraordinary that that this ultimately came from yeah computer generated footage of completely fictional characters yeah i'd like to point out that if you did this same film and you matched it frame for frame in unreal using characters generated say with character creator you would not have the same feeling in fact, you may not even generate that sort of feeling. It's because it was shot inside of a game and there's an amount of randomness to it. Um, so in a way, you sort of lose a little of that when you move to the modern platforms of Machinima. Yeah, because I don't think it's a love letter to the game itself or not the story of the game, because if you're going to make that, you'd focus on the actual characters, the main characters of the story. Mm-hmm. But it's a love letter to the world of the game and how much was effort was put into making that world seem like a living place. Yeah. In a way, a love letter to exactly what we're talking about that came yeah. through. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Marvelous. Great, wonderful pick, Damien. Excellent. I'm glad yeah, you all enjoyed it. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Uh, join us next time and we'll dig into our next film. So from myself, Ricky, Tracy, and Damien, Thanks a lot, and we'll see you next time. Hey, see ya. Bye. Bye.